Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is episode six of season 13. Uh, I am Chris Shorten, with me is Jeffrey Chi. Evening. And with me is Paul Christoph. Hello. And this week, we thought we'd talk about it's been, it's been one of those months where it seems like there's a drinking occasion every second moment we can find. Um, so much so that they all kind of blur together. Um, and at the end of this month is a grand final. Um, That's right. Yes, not too far so away. It's always, always a big drinking day for the nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nation at large, and if you're stuck there, then you're drinking low ABV, which we um, might try and drink um, for this episode if we can find some. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it, I, I kind of understand why <clears throat> you need low ABV beers at, at the football, I suppose. But it's kind of always baffled me why you have to have mid-strength beer, but you can have full-strength everything else. It's sort of mm. like yeah. maybe people are so stupid that they can't figure out that if they want to get really drunk, they just drink one of these other things. Mm. I don't know. Like a Johnny Walker, whatever, or, yeah. a, or, a, or a wine. wine. Or Actually, like, yeah. it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Either mid-strength everything, which would be mm. just weird. Like what, what even yeah. is mid-strength... Yeah, Johnny Walker and Coke, or like mid-strength red wine. I don't. I, Can that even exist? Well, it'd be, it'd be like half shots, wouldn't it? Booze. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, they'd have to make. They'd have to deliberately make it in mm. a different, different sort of mix yeah. configuration. And wine, I guess you don't really see. No. Is there such a thing as low alcohol wine? Is it even a thing? Well, it's not. Ob- ob- I mean, obviously, many, it happens. Many mm. wines, yeah. Yeah. vary in alcohol by volume, but what is? Yeah, there's no certainly no uh, even four mm. percent. I'm not aware of any four percent wines. It's probably um, well, it, it's probably something, but it's probably not. not be some sort of wine. GM it's wine some wine sort of drink. Yeah, well, the well, well, the equivalent of it would have to be like a like a like an, a nine percent wine, basically, because mm, yeah. like, like a wine's like you know twelve to fourteen, so you knock off yeah about twenty five percent. So mm. call it like yeah like an eight to nine percent wine. That'd be they. I'm definitely. I've definitely heard of them before. Like, if I was at a restaurant one where the person was explaining why it was like lower alcohol, which you know, if I mm. had retained it, I would tell you now, but I did not. So, um, yeah, we, this also reminds me of this time I was, um, and I'm, I've told this story before, but it would have been many seasons ago. So I'm going to tell it again. I was off. I was on a pub, I was on a pub crawl, and um, which is weird. Weird, right? Yeah. And it was with the work crew. So the work crew. So so for those. Most people are probably aware by now, like, I work in a field where everyone's, like, pretty quanty. Like, people mm. kind of, you know, work with numbers and spreadsheets mm. all day. So we're at the pub, and um, all these people complain. It's like, it's like you know, the rule is one drink per venue. And they're like, oh, but we're drinking spirits and drinking beer. Like, this is so much more alcoholic than you're drinking. I'm like, are you... F- <laughs> get out, you're fired. Like, I was just like, you know... Like, I actually did the math in front of them and showed them how, like, the beer I was drinking actually had more alcohol in it mm. than the spirits they were drinking. And then they just had to shut the fuck up. It's like, yeah. But, um... And they really picked the wrong person to fight this one with. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like the person who decided to pick a fight with me about, you know, the volume of a pint glass in the UK. It's like, yeah. Look, there are lots of things I'm going to be wrong about. This is not one of those things. Yes. Like, yeah. Even if I say the wrong number, I'll be right somehow. Like, this, this is the way this is going to work, right? Don't even... Don't try and claim a pint is 500 mils, my friend. So, that was a good normal. I like it. Um, there we go. Light Alcove says an article on news.com.au with mm-hmm. a photo of a newsreader and someone from Adelaide and some from Melbourne and some stat about one in four women drink while pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that, that's disturbing. But leads into why there is a demand for these low things. So 
They don't call them mid-strength wines, but um, lighter alcohol wines registering between 5 and 10%. Very mm. niche. Growing at 5% annually. Lindemann's okay. Early Harvest, Jacob's Creek Cool Harvest, Miranda Summer Hughes, right. Bancrot Estate Fight, and Matua First Frost. N- next you'll be telling me they're all in cans. Hey, we've had this discussion. Mm. <laughs> so you do it by, here you go. So it's um, rather than extracting the alcohol mm. or using genetically modified yeasts, they just pick the grapes mm. earlier. Mm. Okay, makes sense. So that less yeah. sugar. Less yeah. sugar, but yeah. it still yep. tastes better. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, so look, that, that's actually a watch this space. Looks like it's a... It's a growing thing. Growing market. But, so flipping on from that, um, I was at, uh, on the weekend, I was at, um, well, I was on, on Friday, I was at Little Bang Brewery, which is like an old favourite of mine. Um, <laughs> I was over in Adelaide and uh, it's... I, I always I always like to bring it up just because that you know that um, it's such a cool little casual place and you turn up there and you know they've got their ten percent barley wine on tap and that um, even to the point where I mean because uh, 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 I, I walk in there and the first thing I see is like there's this there's this um, beer decal and it is um, two it's two ballerinas with uh, a photo of two ballerinas with skeletons right. Um, and it's um, basically it was a collaboration they did between the um, uh, Adelaide Ballet and themselves, and it was like is like the, some sort of like dark chocolate stout, and it was beautiful. But all I said to him was like, how the how the hell did you manage to do a collaboration beer with for the ballet? And they're like, yeah, they wanted to try something new, and um, Little Bang was the place they went to. Cool. And I, f- I feel like it's one of those things where the, you know. I wouldn't have even thought about it, but you have that luxury, I suppose, and Adelaide's a little bit smaller, I suppose, and you have that um, everyone kind of knows each other. Yep. So I, I'm always really impressed by that place, and I um, every time, so we were driving across from, um, uh, well, from Adelaide all the way back to Victoria, and I said to them, okay, so what, what should I do? Where should I stop? And that they could list off all the breweries I should stop at along the way, all the ones I shouldn't stop at, um, like where I could where I could pick up chocolates for my mum. Apparently, amazing. Like, exactly. Apparently, there's some sort of Hague's outlet um, store over there, and it's sort of it's sort of like it, it, you you go there and you you know every time I've been there, I've been there twice so far. Apparently, they're moving in December, but I've been there twice so far, and every time I've gone in there, there's just been um, there'll be um, loads of locals just wandering in, having a beer in their lunch break, and then just wandering back. And it's just such a cool little atmosphere. And there was even like the guy, uh, guy behind the bar. He was um, uh, uh, like one of the customers came in. He's like, "Hey, you, you want a pizza? I'm just going to order a pizza." In. And it was just like casual as hell. Um, uh, that I, I said, I, "I need this and this," and so they um, rustled up all the beers I wanted. It was awesome. It's such a cool place to go. Cool man. Um, and then even to the point where you know I ran into him at like we had met them like a few months ago, and I ran into a Gabs, and then just. They could remember who we were. It's really nice. Do we need to get to Adelaide at some stage? Uh, it's. I've not been there for many years. I think it's worth a trip. There was not no. much of a craft beer scene. There was a. There was a good. There were, there were good beers. You had like Lobertal, a lot of those old, you know, German style beers yep. and breweries. Mm. <clears throat> there, was, there was good stuff there, but there was. Um, it's really taken off. 
yeah. massively. Well, I mean, Adelaide is basically following like the Melbourne model in terms of um, you know small bars and the mm. restaurant culture and stuff, right? So the last time I went to Adelaide, it was exactly awesome. Like you know, there's lots of cool places to go to yeah. and lots of cool places to eat at and and stuff. So yeah, I haven't been to Adelaide for a little while either, Eric, and it might be. 18 months or something since I've been but yeah I think it's definitely worth it's definitely worth a trip on the mm. cards yeah so what have you been up to fellas oh just um trying a few new places actually so was it Hard Rubbish bar in Preston I was there with you the other day we were all there yeah we of course smashed smashed the 90s music quiz I can't believe That's we right. won that well we won actually, I, actually I can't believe we didn't it. Won it we won it we were basically lapping the competition <laughs> Yeah, we got the three questions wrong the whole night or something mm, like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. I, I contributed absolutely nothing to that. Um, but I was definitely there to fill a seat. And drink beer. Yes. Because they have craft beer. They do. Mm. Right. So it was, um, it's, a very, I mean, it's a very small bar. Mm. But very, very fun, very, very eclectic. And yeah, they had a few interesting oh. taps. Yeah, they had the Garagista. They had... Um, what else they have on tap? They had... Oh, the, um, the Robohop. The Robohop. Yep. Um, the Marzen's um, Pale. Oh, uh, the Hawker's Pale. Hawker's Pale was on, which was... Um, and that's a good one. And what was the fourth one? I can't remember. It's the only one I didn't drink. Uh-huh. The cans of Kaiju. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, Jeff, you found the Hawker's Stout? Yes, that Hawker Stout and Bottle. Ah, yes. Um, that mysteri- which is... Which mysteri- mysteriously appeared. Yeah. That's uh, right, it's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, it's quite a good beer on the Hawker Stout. Yeah. But I, feel, I feel like I don't really look at Hawkers for stouts, uh, but yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. That was very good. And then afterwards we um, went past Carwin, which we, we... I mean, it's a good place, we don't yeah. just talk about it, we've been there many times. Yeah. But yeah, we ended Last up end up at um, Bar Romantica just down the road from here basically so because after um, said um, quiz and winning and celebratory drinks and Carwin <laughs> time for some food yeah that's <laughs> right that's right but more drinks too and more drinks so we went there for I mean for those who don't know it's I mean in its original incarnation it was around for how long forever like, basically oh yeah, basically forever mm-hmm. like yeah, since I, the I, 60s yeah. or 70s or something that's like right. that mm-hmm. yeah and yeah open 24-7 yeah. liquor license can get pizzas and booze twenty four seven, and apparently you used to be able to get their homebrew um, if you asked the right question. Yeah, so it was always popular. Yeah, uh, I think the only reason it closed was because the original or the last of the original owners was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just too old to do this. Mm-hmm. Run a twenty four hour bar now, like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> which is probably a fair request. So it shut down and it got bought by some new owners who have kind of. Turned it into a really cool place. It's kind of um, stays true to its ethos, I guess. As far as it's still got the twenty four seven license, still does food and amazing pizzas all night. Um, but the interior is really um, it's kind of like a nineteen thirties kind of low lighting. Lots of booths, like red leather seats, and yeah, it's, it's almost like, like it's almost like the back of like a speakeasy or something yeah. like that. Because it used to be just like you know just fluoro lights, <laughs> you know that like weird concretey kind of floor and just yeah it was uh, yeah, yeah. which was mildly terrifying at three in the morning that's right so it's very cool and the food is amazing but beer wise yeah, they much better selection than I thought so it was the Wolf of the Willows that we got yeah I can't remember what the exact beer was but it was one we hadn't tried so it's definitely not all core range stuff there so not the Southern Brew no it was not the <laughs> <laughs> it was not the I don't think I even have it written down. What I don't think I even, yeah no my 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 record keeping stopped <laughs> before then. Stopped. So, yeah. Scene missing. Yeah, scene missing. Yeah, I, I literally cannot remember. Well, the thing is, it's, it's not a craft beer venue. Mm. I think is um, no, no, that's right. 
that's that's the thing that we're noticing more and more is that there are non-craft beer venues that have lots of good craft beers. Though, out of curiosity, did they have like did they have a Carlton on tap or something? I cannot recall. Yeah, look, that's that's asking a bit much, my, my friend. Okay, I don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will check that one independently. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was not something that I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many, so many questions. So many questions. So few answers. <laughs> so many answers. <laughs> um, as you can tell, our September has been pretty busy. And you guys were at Blue Bombs. Yes. Oh, you were at East Brunswick first. So. Yeah, so yeah, we're at the East So Brunswick. a different day. Yes. Yeah. We weren't at Romantica until 5pm. Like, yeah, that, that day did end. Although you could right. have been there. Oh. It's possible. Yeah, so yeah, we went to the newly, the newly, newly reopened mm. um, East Brunswick Hotel. Like, it was, it was fine. Like, I reckon they've, they've gotten rid of that ridiculous blue light that was inside the main bar. That's that quite, answers that's, my that, first that's, question. That's, that's quite good. Um, laminate tables. Laminate was the word you were looking for. Oh, I see. <laughs> laminate. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, you know, they have, they've got a passable beer yeah. list. I mean, you know, they have the Social Beast uh, on tap. They had... It's good. It's it's a good um, social... Um, what's his name? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they had, like, the Hawker's IPA or something, something along yeah. those lines. So, yeah, the, the passable beer list was not amazing, but it's like, but it, it's it's kind of like that's that's kind of what they're aiming for, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. a place where there are beers that will suit a wide mm. range of people. Yeah, the main event of that day was though, like, yeah, getting to the uh, to Blue Bonnet Barbecue where they've actually got they've got a pretty solid beer list down there actually. They've got, you know, like yeah. I think because I've been there twice in the last two weeks now and in between the first time when we went and the second time like they've rotated Yeah, so and, like, I've read know, the ro- mm. weekly rotations. Yeah, which is which is awesome. What, what sort of taps are we talking here? Uh, so the one I had was the Red Eye Gravy by Garage Project. It's like a maple syrup. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Ale. Thing. It's a freaking awesome night. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. But yeah, no, all the stuff is because the first time that we went, I was not in any fit condition to be uh, to be drinking, so I didn't. Mm, mm. Um, but the next time, I was able to have I was able to have a beer or two, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all changing, and of course, you've got the new thing from the uh, neighbourhood wine people oh. opening up soon. Oh, what is that? It's going to be like twenty craft beers on tap, I believe. And oh, really? Where is that? Uh, across from Barita. So. Oh wow! Minute minute walk from here. Oh wow! So this whole area is changing very rapidly. What's that place to be called? Do you know? No idea. Um, neighborhood beer. No, it's but it is going to be very. Um, it's not ju- again not just a craft beer venue. So it's going to mm. be very similar to what neighborhood wine was, but just with right more wine, more beer. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, neighborhood wine is a really nice place. I really I really like it. It's really good. Right. And their me- their menus that interest in like combination of um, like tapas and huge meals yeah that's right it's very underrated mm. it is it is no. I wouldn't really think about it as going for craft beer no though they sometimes have some decent things they, they usually do actually have like at least one or two decent meals I mean, they're obviously known for their wine list but yeah no, I've never found myself lacking for a, a beer that I would happily have whenever I've gone there mm. yeah, here we go yeah, the western side of Wagon Street, a few days up from Attic. Oh, yeah, the, um, what is it, Revolution or? Uh, the Resurrection. The Resurrection, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. where yep. that is. Yep. Ah. Yep. I feel, I, I think this yeah. is like the third time someone's told me this, so I might remember <laughs> it now. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not betting on it. 20 it. taps. Five, five wines and 15 beers on tap. That's right. cool. And they'll have a Perilla Grill, so they can do like South American smoked meats and things as well. That's pretty amazing. Still awesome. going to have the whole back, back section. The wine bar and restaurant at the front, and the whole yeah, 
So pretty much all, like, there'll be just an endless... The Ligon Street will be just packed full of beer trucks. Liquor license until 1am. There you go. I mean, it's not romantic, yeah. Sorry, Romantico. But one Romantico? thing about Romantico, up, up was, until a year oh, ago, we were always saying there's just nowhere to get... There's nowhere to really get a good feed. Yeah. So pretty much past 10pm. Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. And now you've got Romantico. This, the, the new place is going to have a late night licence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Blue Bonnet. Yep. Does a reduced menu until late. There's all of a sudden all these yep. post-midnight mm-hmm. options. So but I was going to say, how late is until late? Because we've had this fight before. I, I'm from, no, I think uh, from... What I gather, it seems to be 1am sort of your thing. So that's, that counts as late. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I yeah. think so. I mean, like, yeah, when I got back home last night, I, um, I only realised this when I looked at my Gmail today. Like, I ordered a kebab on Uber Eats after I got back. <laughs> having, having had a G-Grill, like, Suva at 7, I was like, I'd been, like, dropped off back here and decided, no, I'm not done yet, <laughs> and went back out. And then came back and had a second kebab. But yeah, I think not having to wait for Uber Eats would be, would be mm. excellent. Yeah. yeah. And knowing that you're going to get all your food rather than like half your food. Yes, that's right. Let's see that the, the Uber Eats gate Saturday the other night. Saturday um, yeah. or Sunday mornings. Uh, um, uh, the, we ordered d- something, yeah, we ordered some food on Uber Eats and literally half of every item, half the amount of every item we ordered came. There was only one order. I, so I, there was no, not like there were two yeah. orders of identical. I don't understand the logic here. It was very, very odd. I reckon the driver stole it. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're thinking there's just like a guy in a bike um, just scoffing down um, chips or something. It was actually in a car, so he was like, oh. he, he drove up and you know, handed the bag. And What's another thing that Uber Eats? It says everyone's on a bike and everyone's in a car. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, and you always feel a bit um, sorry for someone when they turn up, on, uh, turn up on a bike in a really wet night because it's sort of like, this is what we do now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um... On that note, people, I think we should move on and have some beer. And we are on to our first beer. And do you know how at the start of the episode, how we kind of talked about how we were going to get like low ABV beers that we had a big plan for? Turns out we couldn't find them. So instead, what do we have? We uh, have. Go on. <laughs> so instead of, yes, the... Uh, so the story is I went to local bottle shop and got a... But unintentionally purchased a whole bunch of really delicious sub-4% beers mm. to watch the um, footy on Friday night with a um, not-so-special guest, Ben. And, I mean, the lowest ABV one was 2.8%, and it was amazing. Mm. So, of course, when you sent the list mm. out, I was like, well, we can, we can test amazing low ABV <laughs> beers to prove that, you know, even if you have to drink low ABV... ABV beers at a stadium. It's a point we've raised many times now. Mm. Doesn't mean it has to be bad beer. But I went past before the podcast and I'd literally sold out of all of those beers. Which is just rude. What were those beers, by the way? It was the Feather something for the light for the top from Sales Grave. Okay. There was another beer from Sailor's Grave. So it was a Gozo, but then nice. And there was the mango ice cream something from Edge. Oh shit, that sounds awesome. Re- really nice, like it was creamy. I, and I think like I saw that was on top of Beer Mash. Yeah. It was really good. But yeah, all gone. So, so instead of the same idea. Yeah. Instead of that, so we're we'll, drinking <laughs> the only beer that qualifies as a low ABV, ABV beer that's not a mid-strength. So they do mm. have small ale, which is a... Mm. A decent, decent mid-strength beer, mm. but there's nothing exciting about that. 
So, so leading on from last week's episode, which... Or actually next week's episode. Oh, leading, leading on from next week's episode. <laughs> um, we have the Tenants Lager at 4%. Which is... Which... I don't theme, even know what to think about this. But it does mean we can still claim it as a theme to our beers. Good point. Because the second beer is also a Scottish beer, which was one of my favourite, another one of my favourite sort of standard beers when I started discovering beers in the UK. So this will probably not be fantastic. But we shouldn't prejudge, but the second beer should be a lot better. Well, Jeff, you've already had more of a sip than we have. Should we judge? I mean, you can judge when you've had it. It's not, it's not awful. So when I was here on Saturday night, I was order. I ordered a um, hobgoblin, and hmm. there was this, there was a Scottish guy at the bar, and he was telling with a couple of Aussie mates, and he just couldn't believe that tenants was like on tap at a craft. He's like, "That's not craft. That's not even good beer." It's like, it's like <laughs> I, I'm glad you didn't try the accent though. No, no, gosh, I, it did come out like some kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Dutch. Scotty meets uh, Willie. <laughs> thing. Yeah, I think um, I think the point was also made. I think when um, when Alice posted the, mm. the beer the beer lineup for this for this event, I think quite a few people sort of asked the questions around you know London Pride and tenants and whatnot. Like it's like really <laughs> what's going on, right? But uh, you know, well there there because there's not been anything. Interesting from the UK side. No, no. Mm. All the interesting stuff is from the, the Victorian yeah. side, yeah. trying to emulate, you know, the British style, but in like slightly different ways. But, but as as we will discover next week, <laughs> maybe don't mess with a good formula. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a beer being a standard beer if it's been done by people who know it for yeah. over a hundred mm. years, right? They're cool. So, uh, what are people saying about the tenants lager thing? Well, Sean. Uh, Sean Little at The Gathering, which is a lounge slash breakfast spot slash airport in oh, it's Edinburgh Airport. Mm. Um, he has said, people always give me crap about five-starring this, but it's my motherland beer. Sentimental <laughs> memories, always five-star X, five stars. And his photo is of a uh, full, English, full English breakfast that looks like it's being enjoyed at the airport. <laughs> with go. with the beer next to it, so well done, Sean. A pint of a <laughs> pint of tenants with his. Well, either he's having the beer for breakfast or he's having breakfast for lunch. But whatever, mm. you can't argue with that. The important thing is beer. So Brady J, uh, this or Kingfisher? Hmm, push. Mm. He says so. You can't really can't really make a choice between the two. Description wise, though, um, first produced in eighteen eighty five. Their flagship brand, Scotland's best-selling pint. You know, it'd be as great when best served ice cold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> beer is so good that you can only drink it when it's too cold to taste it. It's definitely the Heineken complex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Though interestingly, when I was in beer adventures, when I was at like the Heineken experience. Mm. I think they call it. So it's in Amsterdam, the original d- brewery. D- did it involve like um, a free giveaway um, James Bond DVDs? It, no, it wasn't James Bond stuff. There, <laughs> there was um, there was a whole Champions League thing where you could watch like unlimited Champions League highlights and um, this thing where you could sit in and watch all the Heineken ads from mm. years gone past and stuff. But um, what was really cool is you get tokens at the end. They got a little bar there, and they actually had Heineken cold. 
Okay. So it's like Heineken, and there's Heineken cold, which is like served even colder than uh, colder. And I, I remember enjoying it. This is well before. This mm. is like 2009, and I remember thinking, like, oh, this is actually, yeah, I don't really like Heineken, but this is all right. Like, <laughs> why don't they serve this? I don't know if the beer was actually better, or if it's mm. just because it was served extra cold. colder. But if only they had Heineken cold at the Heineken event, we well, would have drank it even thing. faster. Yeah. Um, what else do people uh, Josh M at Scottfest says, Hello, old friend. Uh, four out of five. So, Scottfest, I assume, is like some sort of Scottish festival. There are a lot, of, a lot of people checking this in on the. Uh, where was Scottfest, though? Yeah, it wouldn't tell me. It's in Oklahoma. Bro- Broken Arrow is a city? No way. Oh. I mean, it's definitely a movie involving, mm. like, you Christian know, Slater, Chris and, Slater and, and John Travolta, John Travolta. And, and a park ranger. Mm. Really? Okay. Yep. God, I haven't seen that film in a long time. But what was the park ranger for? Uh, yeah, I think she was like she was about to arrest Christian Slater when he like landed in the desert after getting ejected from the clan. And oh. Ends up teaming up with him to you know retrieve oh. the nuke and so on and so forth. Well, it makes sense. She's overqualified. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And John Travolta has had his own face. That film. He did have his own face for that film, that is correct. That pa- is correct. Park Ranger Baker, fictional character, played by James McDonald. <laughs> it's, uh, this is definitely my favourite normal of this episode. He didn't even have a name, like his name in the movie is actually just Park Ranger. No, that, that's, a di- that's a different character. Different then. Park Ranger. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, yeah, no, I think there is another. Multiple Park Rangers. All right, Interestingly, when people search for Park Ranger Baker, they also search for Magic Johnson. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so slightly less normal. Um, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Seth C. Um, with a photo of him or his mate, the pint in one hand and a West Side symbol in the other hand. West Side. And he looks very. Uh, um. um Confused. Is that? I don't know what he's doing. Oh, he doesn't have the pint. His mate has the drink. Oh yeah, he does. Look he looks very. He looks confused. Mm. He's like, "Why are you taking a photo of me? Do I need to do something? I don't know." West Side for some reason. He looks like he's been drinking this with breakfast, and so he's like, just mm. uh, yeah. Anyway, Seth, Seth C. Breakfast beer of champions. Cold, steely, unkind, Scottish. Two point five. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph S. Whoa. At George George Forbar. Not George Foreman. <laughs> That's that is, awesome. Oh, it's, it's at 54 George Four Bridge, Edinburgh. Um, 3.5. But, all right, uh, give me a few more. Here, be a tracker at Scott Fest. Um, not nearly as good of a lager as it was pre AP in Bev. Oh shit! These guys are. But at least it's making there. a comeback now, as they've sold they've sold it to Well Park. Slante. So AB and Bev bought and sold it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. not maybe. And are we honestly? Yeah. Is, they, on, he's honestly suggesting that the recipe they've had the same recipe mm-hmm. since 1895. Then like AB and Bev bought it. All of a sudden, they changed the recipe. Yeah, that, they replaced it all with like you know dodgy parts or something. And George S. No score. Comment. Scott Fest. <laughs> Sean W at the Drovers Inn. This might be an overrated beer because I just hiked 20 miles. 4.75. <laughs> that is entirely possible. Yeah, well, it's averaging less than 3.5. All right, uh, what do we think about this beer? 
Um, I'm still sipping on the last beer, which is actually the second beer from next week, which is very confusing. Uh, very confusing. <laughs> I the, the, there's a man of a DeLorean at the front. Multiple yeah. times, multiple countries. Mm. I mean, I think this gets. I'm going to give this three. I think I'm going to give it a three. I could give it a two point seven five, but I'm going to give it a three. It's just it's it's just a typical macro lager tasting lager, mm. um, and yeah, I didn't really enjoy it that much. No, it's not terrible though. No, no, but that's why I didn't give it like two. Yeah. Like I'm not going to. It's not Reshes. Yeah. Come on. Let's yeah, that's it. the thing. I. <laughs> yep, I probably agree with you. It's probably a three. Like it's. It's not great, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So it's got some kind of per- perfumey taste to it. Uh, um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a three. Like I wouldn't order it, but if somebody gave me a pint and said drink this, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like no, I'm not going to drink it. No, sure. Uh, yeah, I agree with a, a three. It's oddly um, drinkable for something that I wouldn't drink very often. Um, it goes down pretty fast. But that's because it's cold. Not Heineken cold cold, but definitely cold. Heineken cold cold. <laughs> so that was an easy consensus. Uh, we will be back with one more beer. And we're on to our last beer. And I will admit that when I went to look for it on the board, uh, you guys said what to look for. And I went, when I looked for it on the board, I thought you had said innocent gun. But what is it actually? It is innocent. And gun. <laughs> and wh- what is it? It is a oh, my newly branded flagship beer, the one that started all. A unique bourbon barrel aging process brings flavors like vanilla and toffee, and we've combined this with the multi character of our Scotch ale to create an incredible, t- incredible taste experience. So it's yeah, a. It's a pretty big talker. Just an ale, malt, crystal malt, and raw wheat, and then yeah, aged in um bourbon barrel. It's not. No, it's, it's, bourbon it's barrel, a unique, a unique bourbon barrel aging process. I think this is that thing we've read about where they don't actually age it's barrel age, but yeah. it's kind of yeah. So bourbon infused heartwood in our ochreaders. Yeah, I think it might be one of those where they use like sort of like sort of chips of wood yeah. and then they infuse that with bourbon and then yeah. chuck that into the chuck that into the um into the brew process. They throw the they throw the wood in. Wood in. Yeah, like yeah, they throw like oak chips into into the thing, and like yeah, it's it's weird. That was unexpected. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's what this um, Ocarator's registered trademark symbol is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so my story behind this beer is, so it's very easily it, you can get it for everywhere. Well, at very least you can get it from Waitrose. Yep. At Full and Broadway. Um, but uh, I um, Waitrose. when I first tried this, it was a friend of ours. So I was at a beer festival in a beer and food festival in Hampstead Heath and it was the day of the Champions League final between um, Man United and Barcelona which I had tickets to so I had to go to this festival and one of my friends was like I gotta try this beer I discovered it about a month ago it's really great I love it it's an innocent gun but it's actually a variant that they do barrel age in rum casks, hmm. which is really good. And I tried it and I liked it. And it's also the only time you'll find a photo of my wife <laughs> with a beer in one hand and a Manchester United jersey. Whoa. That says she was still my girlfriend. She was trying to impress me. Ah, yeah. see, those days are over. That would not happen yeah. anymore. 
But because I would immediately say that it was photoshopped. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so it was a at least the rum. This this mm. this version was. I always enjoyed this version, but it was not one I drank a lot of because it was always the rum, the rum cask aged one that I really enjoyed. But when I saw they had it here, haven't had any Innocent Gun for a while, and since our low ABV thing died, <laughs> we've had two Scottish beers. Which uh, people, I it, this is more of a pick a path for your for the theme for this episode. If you can work out what it is, with uh, it could just could you just let us know, please. Yep. And Champions League finals, so sports finals, that could be yeah, the theme of this that's episode. Right. It could be anything. <laughs> well, welcome to the planning meeting. So, uh, first impressions, peeps. That's not bad. I've definitely had it before somewhere. I can't remember where. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you can get it at Waitrose, so it's mm. very easily available in the UK. Um, yeah, I, I quite like it. It's, mm. Although it's a, such a huge contrast with the tenants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice beer. You can definitely taste that it does have that sort of infusion in it. Mm. Like it's it's got flavour to it. Yeah, you can as taste opposed it. to the last beer, which had. You, you can taste the wood chips. No flavour. You can taste the. Wood. Yeah. Well, it's like that beer next week that that person said was woody. Exactly. <laughs> people, you do not want to know our schedules. Um, what are people saying about this? What are people saying? Uh, people are um, Mystic badges. Ale at Fraser in Fraser. Um, there's a herb flavour that's a bit off-putting. Others have rated this highly, so perhaps this is a bad batch or it didn't travel well. Two stars. Hmm. Size mystic. Um, Jose F. This is an awesome ale right up my street. Loving it. 4.75 out of the bottle. Hmm. Pro Mingler trademark at the Rose and Crown pub dining room. <laughs> bit of a variant on the late check-in. Um, missed logging this one last night. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop it. Start a war. Real, um, real, real ale craft beer at Cadoxton. Nice. Watch the video beer review here. And there's a link to his YouTube account, which you can't put links into untapped comments. That's so just something you can't click on. Paul, Three stars. Paul, just type it all in. Type in each letter. Yeah, right. I, man, that, I really want to see what he his video. Because you can't even you can't even highlight and copy the text out. No, like you'd actually have to do yeah. that, which no one's going to do. So, so why bother? Yeah. Well, and because you've only got one phone, Paul, get out get out a notepad and write all the letters out. Yes. Uh, Caro L. Bourbon note vanilla needs more body to transport the taste. Rounded, thin. Mm. Anyway, three point two five out of five. Paul Goddard at the gatekeeper. Open bracket, weather spoon, close bracket. Again, this was also missed, and one is catching up on logins prior to beers quaffed in the past. Three point seven five. It's like there's nobody. Nobody can just check this beer in live. It would seem, or people who don't, people who do or can't, yeah. then feel the need to comment on it. It's like no one needs to know that. Past quaffing. Okay, what do we got? Uh, Jeff Hansen. Rich, strong ale with a lovely oaken grip. Toffee with toasted coconut and vanilla. Clean finish. (laughs) 4.25. That's a big talk up. Michael Helm (gasps) has had it. Oh, yes. But I like his checking. Great beer at the Book of Mormon. Five stars. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel G. Sweet vanilla and caramel tones. Well balanced, incredibly smooth Scotch ale. 4.5 out of 5. That's in cans. Yeah. She's got the inverse bokeh happening yeah. there. Yeah. Like the thing that... Focused, focused, on, yeah. focused on the mates. The, the can is blurry. That's right. Yeah. 
It's actually a pretty cool can. Um, it's a pretty cool can. Though the inverse bokeh is classic. So that must be the rebrand that they were talking about because that photo mm. there. Oh, yeah, that's um, from Hermit Hop. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, I can see why they've done it. Yeah. It it looks like a craft beer now. Uh, Uh, What else have we got here? Any more words, people? Fee Allen, (laughs) 12th of January, 2014. Two stars. Comment, Paul Mete, you didn't like Innocent Gun. Fee Allen, unsure, intrigued, but not in love. He, he probably thought it was innocent to gun. He probably did. Yeah. yeah. Eric Fire. Kay, uh, clear, light, amber, and a bubblish whitish head that falls apart, cheap toffee, ginger, grapes, dry leaves, and ellipsis. Two out of five. Oh, no, he's got a subsequent follow-on comment. <laughs> oh, this is why mine are going back, because this is all, so a lot of people that are his friends. Ah, like, I mm, see. Tiffany Vaudrin at Josie Bones <laughs> in 2011. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, I remember Josie Bones. Oh. These people in these these venues. So dry leaves and cornflakes plus a boozy note. Medium but mellow carbonation. Strange taste of cheap booze with cloying white sugar. Neither refreshing nor flavorful. This reminds me of the French Alderscott. This is only marginally better. That's not a compliment. I don't know why I split this up over three comments. There's no. Is there a character limit? Not that I'm I didn't aware think so. of. I've seen some quite large... I've seen some pretty long, long comments. It, it's like a Donald Trump tweet. Yes. Dot, 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 dot. Uh, Colbert reference. Um, give me one more, people. Nah, I've already gone checking it in when I realised that it was only my friends that I was looking at. Because <laughs> normally when you check in, look at mm, a beer and mm. see what your friends have checked in, it ends pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, because everyone's had A lot of people have had this, gun. yeah. Uh, right, one more, one more. Darren H. Can taste the bourbon. Actually quite good. 3.75 out of a bottle. Um, all right. What do we think about this? Um, yeah, I like it. I'm giving it 3.75. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would really like to try it against the um, rum one now. I feel like, ooh, top down badge has been leveled up. Um... Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a really, I like that flavour, that sort of, yeah, it's got that sort of oaky flavour, it's got a bit of a coconut mm. aspect to it. I think that's what I like about the rum cask version, is that it brings out those sort of you know, toasted coconut flavours and things that, are, and vanilla flavours that I like, it brings those out more, but I still mm. really, really enjoying this, so yeah, 3.75. Um, I'm just going to give it three and a half, like it's, uh, yeah, I'd drink it again, but I'm not. Like, it's fine. I'm just not loving it. Like, this is kind of like most of the beers here this evening. So I've been, um, yeah, and, and, quite, in, and in the future. And in the future, yeah. yeah just, haven't quite, just haven't quite done it, really. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's fine. I'd happily drink it again. Right. Uh, yeah, three point... Actually, I'm going to 3.75. I do quite enjoy this. Um, way better than I expected it to be. So, based on that, we should finish up for this week. We should. We should. Um, this has been a suitably crazy episode, but probably not as crazy as next week's episode. Um, not that we know the future. Yeah, once you listen to next week's episode, this week's episode will... Seem tame and... Make some more sense. Yeah, maybe, kind of, sort of. Anyway, uh, we're talking cryptic. Uh, we have been the Brothers of Peer Collective. Uh, we've been Jeffrey Chi. Good evening. We've been night. Paul Christoph. Yes, good night. And we've been Chris Shorten. And we will talk to you all next week. Thank you.